Welcome to The Skim, presented by Stellar. Welcome to The Skim, presented by Stellar. Your Wednesday is about to get a whole lot better as The Skim is your new 30-minute celebrity gossip digest. From Hollywood to Hey You, social media to the small screen, listen up every Wednesday and you'll never be scratching your head when the WhatsApp is lit with news again. First of all, let's introduce ourselves. So I'm Rebecca Keane. I am the deputy editor of Stellar Magazine. Woohoo! Is it my turn now to <laughs> intro myself? <laughs> you were like, and cut. <laughs> and yeah, I'm Denise Curtin and I'm the digital editor of Stellar. And yeah, I'm so excited that we're doing this together. Woohoo! Yeah, we like are total uh, pop culture diehards in, in Stellar. So it only makes sense that we get together and chat about the the weekly gossip and weekly news. Exactly. And like we were saying um, earlier when we were like brainstorming doing this podcast, we were like, we've wanted to do this since we were children, you know, growing up together, um, you know, being at each other's houses since we were five years old. Like this is just, this is all we've ever dreamed of, isn't it? Yeah. What's what's the name for those twins that don't look the same? Um, like the opposite of Siamese twins. That's identical. Yeah, that's it. That's me and Denise. It's so, this is so 2021. We haven't even met and we're doing a podcast together. We've never, ever met. And we're like, okay, so like, what do we love? What's our vibe? We literally have never met in real life. So yeah, that's, that's fun. But it just goes to show, look how flexible you can be and how fun you can make things even when you're not together. So look. Yeah, we're like, hi bestie. We're like, literally don't even, don't even know each other. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So Rebecca, you kind of, what's your niches? Like, let's tell listeners kind of what you're into. So, um, I'm into, uh, I'm obsessed with like Irish celebs, both like old and new, like California, um, like the Dublin housewives, Spade Street. Yeah. Anything like that. Um, and then also drag and housewives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm the same, like reality TV. So when you're saying drag housewives love, even though Housewives, I need to give more of a shot. I really just kind of dip in and out of that. I need to give it my full attention, lock myself into a room for maybe, how many seasons is there now? 10 of like Beverly Hills. Yeah. Maybe lock myself into a room for like five or six weeks and um, just, <laughs> just go through it all. But yeah, my niche, my genres are bizarre. I like Instagram, which is like, okay, vague and cliched, basic bitch. But I like everything to do with Instagram, Irish influencers, you know, influencers abroad, all the fashion, everything to just basically just anything that's on Instagram. I enjoy it. And then I like, yeah, I think maybe Instagram hunts. That's how we, that's how we phrase it. And then outside of that reality TV, I'm obsessed with Made in Chelsea, the Kardashians and yeah, the full whack Love Island. Obviously I used to do a Love Island podcast before. So that's, um, that's another big one of my, big my flex. Yeah, massive flex. Get that in there. Get that in there. She's quick. a seasoned podcaster guys. You're insane fans. I'm literally Troy McClure from The Simpsons. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad when you actually said, I'm so glad we did these like uh, niche breakdowns because I love Maiden Chelsea as well. So oh, that's great. Gonna, that's good yeah. that you know that. I'm surprised that's... I don't know that from all the years I've known you. All <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> those years we've been telepathically talking before yeah, meeting yeah. each other. <laughs> um, so what has been your favourite or biggest story this week? Yeah, so... This is actually a perfect segue. Thank you for just dropping that in there. Since we were talking about Love Island, Love Island is my big story of the week. It's coming back for a seventh season after last year's break due to the pandemic. And yeah, that was a really tough blow to all of us. I think we're addicted to Love Island because it takes up six of your seven nights a week. You're on the couch for 9 p.m. I even remember 
when you know we had normal life and we could go out mm-hmm. to events and go out with our friends drinking and stuff I used to make sure I was sitting for 9 p.m on my couch regardless <laughs> of what was going on I was there at home so um yeah I'm so excited to see it's coming back um it's reportedly going to air for eight weeks this time even oh, wow. casting through tinder which is um a first for love island history as is them accepting singles of all sexual orientations, which you absolutely wow. love to see. Snaps for snaps for Love Island on that. Yeah, but, Jordy um, Shore when they when they um had the I can't remember. I'm so bad for names, but there is a gay um guy in Jordy Shore, and I feel like that like tapped into a whole other audience. Or like the more representation, the better, you know. Absolutely, and it just adds like new fun dynamics. We get to just see new personalities. Like it it definitely widens the pool in terms of who they can bring in which is absolutely incredible and yeah they released a statement to the daily star uh, itv did and they just basically said that their only requirement is that contestants are over 18 so yeah it's um it's mad even when i think that like the last winners we saw of a summer series were greg and bloody amber in 2009 like how like that feels or 2009 do you hear me 2019 <laughs> it feels like 2009 though it's it was so long ago <laughs> yeah, I I um wasn't mad for I see I was in I think I was in London and the uh, Megan Barton Hansen series was on. Yeah, yeah. Um and I only kind of dropped in. I was I resisted it for a very long time. I was like, this is not for me, this is yeah. kind of for the cool girls, you know. But like my Twitter and Instagram were like dominated by people sharing stories, like sharing memes. Like I was like, I can't get away from it. And then um my housemate at the time was like, oh, actually, I want to see this. And I was like, what is this? I was like, this is just like sexy David Attenborough. I was like, all these rides, like yeah. Megan was coming in. Can you kiss me? Like she was like literally swooping in. Like Laura was fuming. I was like, oh my God, I've caught the bug. Like this is so hard to resist. Yeah, no, completely. And like, even when you think about that season that you're on about, I think that was season five, like the biggest celebrity from that now, Molly May, like she's just absolutely bloody killing it. I'm obsessed yeah. with her YouTube, obsessed with everything she does. Her fucking tan is amazing. If anyone hasn't tried Filter by Molly May, it's incredible. <laughs> it's so, so good. So um, yeah, you know, actually now, since that you're like this Irish celeb expert, um, who would you like to see in the villa if you had to pick any Irish celebrity, young, old, whatever? Um, do you know what? I think, okay, well, she's married now, but um, Georgia Penna, when she was like Georgia Salva, I yeah. feel like she could have set temperatures like soaring sky high. Like she's such a ride. She's such um, a ride. I know there was rumours before about uh, Rob Lipsick going in. I think he would be, I think he'd be class because like he does, you know, he is a massive, like, you know, serious fitness YouTuber and stuff like that. But I think he would be good crack as well. And sure, like Greg went in there and like, Literally, he literally won, but also like won the hearts of I think both England and Ireland. So yeah. um, I feel like Irish people do fairly well in there. They actually do. Like, look at Maura Higgins. Even when you were mentioning Rob Lipsett, he actually went into Love Island, but like to the Casa Amor Villa for like a day. I think. No <laughs> way. Which series was that? <laughs> Left. Um, I think it was series. I'm going to say Spitball or I don't know yeah. if that's correct but I think it was season four and he uh yeah he was in there for like a blip I think there's like maybe like one shot of like half his face blurred he was was there for a very very short time but no you are right in saying that Irish people do so so well on the show like Maura Higgins 
Greg, Yuande, they've all they've all done absolutely incredible. I really hope I haven't forgotten an Irish person naming the three of them, but um, they've all done really, really incredible. So more Irish is 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 what we need to see in the show. Way more Irish. Definitely, yeah. I wonder um, if we did a Love Island here, like where would the villa be? Probably like Ackle or something. <laughs> would the weather be any use though? <laughs> <laughs> where where is the hottest place in Ireland? God, I don't even I don't even bloody know. I heard before that the South gets the, yeah. the best the Sunny better weather East. maybe Waterford yeah or maybe Mead you know I mean <laughs> if we it, plenty of montages of getting like a little coach bus into Dublin yeah oh, um, for a night out but I feel like I'm just going back to like California heyday of the past of <laughs> um like six 20 somethings loading onto like a 20 year old coach to go to like crystal or something oh my god yeah we could have it in like minute or something <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they're going That'd to see brilliant. like coolio perform in like some little kind of like rundown yeah or they're going to see bradley from s club seven perform <laughs> in brights or something like i would actually kill for that that is we need to like i don't know bring this to someone like virgin yeah. RTE. who is um, behind um first dates it's like coco Coco, Coco Television, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ne- guys, if you're listening to this, hit us up, okay? We're literally brainstorming. We're doing here. your jobs for you right here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so that's very, very exciting. Love Island's coming back. I'm sure we'll be talking about it so much in the skim um, in episodes to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what is your what's your hard sell for me? Hit me. So my heart is breaking this week. Um, poor Nikki Graham passed away at the age of 38. Um, she was in the seventh series of Big Brother UK. So I, I can't remember what age I was at the time, but um I again will kind of like dip in and out of Big Brother, but I remember distinctly watching the Nikki Graham and Pete because they were just such magnetic personalities. Yeah. Um and uh She's passed away um, because of anorexia and her mom went on, um, I'm pretty pretty sure it was this morning, only a couple of weeks ago, talking about how lockdown had only made her um, eating disorder worse. So it's like really showing a light on um, how eating disorders aren't really like talked about or dealt with that way. I know like especially in Ireland, I've seen plenty of tweets, people saying that like it's such an underfunded resource. Um, You know, I mean, essentially we do live in a society where like thinness is good you know yeah, like yeah. it's um so for people with eating disorders like I'm sure it's hard to distinguish like what's what's the right messaging or what's not like I know I watched um Joanne McNally do an interview with Tommy Tiernan before and she said that like the only thing that stopped her was her friend saying you look sick because when people would come up to her and say you look thin or you look well she would take that as like oh, I'm doing something good, like I'm look, looking much better. Yeah, and you know, it's funny that you say that because isn't it always, you look great, have you lost weight? They seem to come hand in hand when anyone, it, it just seems to be kind of what people say without even thinking. They naturally come hand in hand with, have you lost weight and you look great? It's almost like people connect the two and then obviously if you hear that, it, yeah. it's only kind of, I don't know, a bigger drive to keep going forward. So it, it's definitely something I think that's not that's not dealt with enough and it's not discussed enough. And when you see, you know, like poor Nikki Graham, like losing her life to this horrific illness, it really kind of highlights the fact that like, oh my God, you know, we all need to be a lot more careful with what we say and also like see more resources for, you know, people who are battling this horrific disease kind mm-hmm. of brought to the forefront almost. Yeah. Yeah, like Ashleen Horgan Wallace and like uh, loads of the former Big Brother stars um, that 
were friends with her have like come out with like outpouring with um like love and messages and stuff um it's so so sad but like I don't I don't know I mean is it a question of they need to look after reality stars better like post um post becoming famous because like I'm sure like if you already have mental illness or like any kind of illness it's only going to get worse like after becoming famous like I know Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset said that she used to take um antidepressants but then like as soon as the show aired like she was constantly on them like she had to go back on them because anxiety and stuff is just insane no and I do think you know like obviously they you know tv shows that are making you famous especially when maybe beforehand you had a pretty normal job you know like like you or I do but I think when you get shot to fame on one of these TV shows, with it comes obviously an incredible amount of backlash and negativity, cruel comments, online trolling. If you've never dealt with any of that before, how in God's bloody name, unless you've got the thickest skin in the entire world, are you meant to just take that on the back and be like, that's no problem. Um, Sure, what they're saying isn't true. Like it's, it's an absolute killer. Like it has to be. I just, I don't know how anyone, anytime I even get like, you know, if we get like a bad comment about a story that we do yeah. on Stellar, I'd be thinking about it for the entire day. Like mm-hmm. let alone, you know, 30, 40,000 comments that lead you to end up trending online. I just think there definitely needs to be more support for them there. Or just people just need to, I don't know, the Be Kind movement, it kind of just seems to come and go as people please to use it. Yeah, it's, definitely. All of this kind of feeds into whole culture that makes stars kind of feel like they're almost you know constantly trying to prove themselves in an uphill battle that they can mm-hmm. never win it's um it's horrific to see things like this happen again and again mm-hmm. I mean I guess we've kind of discussed both both stories of the week quite a bit yeah. already <laughs> yeah and you know what I kind of love that both of them feed into kind of the reality tv world we have you know the horrific side of things and the you know more <laughs> mass production of reality TV that's coming down the line as well. But hopefully as series progress, we start to see, I don't know, things change by the way people like treat how they treat their relationship with the internet in terms of like realizing that it's other people on the other side of these, you know, like profiles. It's not just, yeah. just because they're celebrities doesn't mean that they're not reading everything that you're saying. And also from the other side of things that celebrities are getting the support that they need to from, you know, um, therapists and their production and their crew and everyone around them to make I don't know fame as easy as possible but I don't know fame is changing these days now I feel like being famous is so connected to like be allowing yourself to be cancelled it's fucking horrible yeah but I wonder like I wonder because I know the um Michaela Coles I May Destroy You like the actors on that said that there was like a therapist on set um because they had to film like a number of difficult scenes um, or it was kind of dealing with trauma a lot. So I wonder with like the likes of Love Island, could they possibly, I mean, I May Destroy You was like a HBO production. So there's obviously a lot more funding there, but I wonder like, could ITV, it is ITV that Love Island is on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Maybe Like maybe they could have a therapist inside the villa or something like, or as soon as they get accepted, but like, I, I, like it could be years, like after they get out of Love Island, it could be years down the line until. Yeah. This is the thing. Sorry to cut over you. They do have a, 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 they do have a therapist there apparently. And they're brought in and out of the villa kind of with like assessment checks to make sure that like they're okay. And I think if something really bad has broken about them while they were in the villa, like I know 
Laura Anderson in the in the season you were on about earlier. Her sex tape came out while she was in the villa, oh. and yeah, I think she was brought into a room, you know, and like told about mm-hmm. that before she came out. But like you were saying, I'm just like. I'd like to know about what kind of help they get once they are back in the real world, when they have their phones again, when they're, you know, looking at comments about them, when they're like doom scrolling, yeah. as we all, you know, do about different topics. I, well, like, what help are they getting then? Like, who's, you know, checking up on them and making sure that, like, the transition six months, a year down the line is as easy as possible? I, like, I don't know. I really yeah, don't know. maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, um, process of things moving slowly because like I'm I, I actually never knew that Laura Anderson thing but um like once upon a time when Jade Goody was in I think it was Big Brother India they told her on camera that um she had cancer she had cervical cancer yeah. or they filmed her while she got the phone call from home so like I mean it's they obviously learned their lesson from that like they they got so much criticism from that that they were probably like oh we can't tell someone like such devastating news in while filming them like it's it's so manipulative and it's so yeah like inappropriate you know yeah and I think a lot of the time production companies would just see like they understand there's a fine line between you know like making good tv and also like the actual person who you're using to make this good TV. And I think sometimes it's like a gray area between what actually is going too far and what's like going to shoot up ratings. And I think sometimes they forget that it's important to actually take the person into account who you're kind of using as a puppet to like, you know, make the TV good. I think it's a bit, it's, yeah. it's kind of a mess, like really there. Well, we got, we got very heavy for the first podcast. <laughs> this is going to be a very intellectual podcast, guys. It's not, it's not about pop, cult, pop culture anymore. It's about <laughs> mental health and very deep issues plaguing society. Yeah. And we're just two clearly very qualified experts to talk yeah. about it, as you can hear. Two professionals. From my absolute <laughs> fucking waffling. But anyway, look, look. <laughs> It's called teething for a reason because you're getting used to things. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's important to maybe uh, lift our spirits slightly by dissing things that we absolutely hate and talking about things we absolutely love. It's Okay, Rebecca, do you want to fire ahead and tell me what you're loving and loathing this week? Oh God, I actually, I'm such a positive person. I never, ever complain. This is going to be so hard to find something to She says after pitching her hard sell to one. <laughs> So my rot is Matthew Perry shared a, shared a photo of the Friends reunion, long-awaited Friends reunion. But uh, I just think at this point it's so exhausted. He he deleted it um, very quickly. He either like was either getting fans excited or um, did it by mistake. I'm not sure. But um, it was a, a Instagram from behind the scenes of the Friends reunion. At this point does anyone care I mean the Friends episodes have been repeated on I think every channel known to man yeah um and people are still I just I'm kind of getting to the stage where I'm like there's only so many remakes that are actually worth their worth their shit I guess yeah Friends Um, Friends ain't one Yeah, it's 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 beat to death. Like Megan Rowntree actually wrote a very good article um in the current issue about uh like looking at the TV past. Like, are we are we too hung up on watching old episodes of things and like we're not going to make any new memories watching old like old things all the time or the same episodes all the time? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not a Friends fan. I think it's just 
just so I know a lot of people will watch it as like background noise and it's like okay fair enough but you could be playing so many podcasts and music and stuff in that time you know yeah no completely and I'm I'm sure a lot of people listening are like no I love Friends so much and I get that it was iconic you know at a time when it came out but I'm like do we really need a reunion like we've got, like it really began and ended beautifully like can you not leave it there as like a piece of history I just I don't know I just think bringing about a Friends reunion is going to only cause more like talk about the show it might like taint people's you know memory of it and I'm just like I don't know Friends to me gives off the same energy as a Sunday match I'm kind of like it's just you know just something for the background it's just a thing that's on I don't think we need to like give it a new lease of life I I don't know this could be something people disagree with but you know <laughs> we're controversial we're not afraid of it yeah we, we don't also talk about heavy stuff we're also really controversial <laughs> come join us <laughs> um okay so what's oh my god I got way way hung up on that um what's hot um Macaulay Culkin obviously the kid from Home Alone he's probably done loads of other things but that's the main thing I know him yeah. from and then um Brenda Song now she was I was obsessed with her when she was in Sweet Life of um Zach and Cody she's played oh it was Paris wasn't it she played the heiress Yes, um, she was London Tipton. London Tipton, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was amazing in that, and that was just like a kids' show. But um, Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song have had a baby, and I didn't even know they were together. So yeah, it's um, best that they're both real kind of iconic child stars, isn't it? Like between yeah, London Tipton and then Home Alone. Um, it's it's yeah, it's mad to see they kind of like have come together now, and they're having their own little sprog. So that's that's so cute. Yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both gorgeous. So the child is going to be. So cute. And they named it after his sister, um, his past sister, Dakota. So I think that's so cute as well. Very, very cute. Yeah, no, that's that's a great hot. That is something I'm absolutely loving this week too. Um, however, it's not my hot. My hot <laughs> for the week is obviously Louis Thoreau. Take a fucking bow. Going on the cover <laughs> of The weekend, part of The Guardian in a leather ensemble to promote his hour-long Tiger King special. I mean, like... He is a king. Like he, yeah, he is like a, a leather daddy in um, this, oh this get up. Oh my God, this get up. When I saw it, like I've always, he's always been a secret passion of mine, you know, that I've, uh, that I've kept hidden from the world and um, just kind of <laughs> idolizing him on the sly. And when I saw him take to the cover, I was like, finally, the world is going to see that he is sexy. He is, <laughs> he is someone that we need to like, really like put into our like, you know, hottie charts. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He's been overseen for too long. It's kind of like the the moment in Superman when like um what is it Clark Kent like takes off the glasses and then like transforms <laughs> into this like hottie. Like I think you're he's nearly better off to be a nerd, like underrated nerd for years and years, and then kind of like in his prime and middle age, then be like, oh whoa, actually he's so hot. Like yeah. and everyone just disregarded up to disregarded him him up till now you know yeah like not only am I an incredible journalist journalist documentary maker and the likes but I'm also an icon a sex symbol yes (laughs) now now you're seeing it after my you know incredible success (laughs) no I love it I love it so yeah um I think that I haven't watched it yet have you the his Tiger King special I haven't I actually haven't watched Tiger King either but you know what I've seen so much memes and so much talk about it I kind of pretty much know what happened anyway do you know yeah, that kind yeah. of a way it's like something kind of got spoiled by seeing too much of it online you know I wonder yeah and I wonder like I feel like everyone who watched Tiger King when it came out it's kind of shelved in like a really dark location in their mind as like 
lockdown 1.0, you know, when, oh, being, yeah. when everyone's baking banana bread and running 5Ks in like 12 minutes somehow, um, having never <laughs> exercised previously. So I feel like all of that is kind of shelved together. So maybe if you watched it now, you know, with like the world set to open back up and stuff, you might see it in a, in a, in a better light than a lot of us did when it came out. Um, so yeah, Louis Thoreau is my hot. Then my rot, okay? My rot is actually a fashion one, but oh. it's been covered so globally on all um, news outlets. It's the return of the Crocs, okay? So ASOS shared a picture of Zebra Crocs over the weekend, really signifying their return to fashion in my eyes. And I've seen a lot of celebrities wearing them recently, a lot of TikToks unboxing Crocs. We've seen like the likes of Olivia Neal, Mia Moocher, who's going out with Romeo Beckham and all those kind of tweeny, insta fashion huns bringing crocs back to like the forefront of fashion and i'm just a bit like no no please, please no. i think we're gonna have fisticuffs about this denise wait I'm you're like, like no no <laughs> you're not gonna say what i think you're gonna say i'm a, I'm a hardcore croc wearer i think they're so cute i really oh. want to get the platform ones oh, that you put the little badges on it's the platform ones i'm seeing people wearing them and then they're diy them with scouts badges like where where are you getting these from like it's so cute it's like um zoolander fashion or something like it's just so bizarre or you know will ferrell's crazy character in zoolander yes Yes, it's, it's giving me those yeah. vibes. But like, I just think, right, when I look back on old pictures of myself, when I really like try to follow fashion trends, I die inside now thinking, why did I do that? Like there's a picture of me from like three years ago at Forbidden Fruit and I'm in the most fast fashion outfit I've ever seen of like <laughs> the trends of that moment. And now I want it burned alive. Like, you know, I want, <laughs> I want that erased from life. So I'm like, people wearing platform Crocs thinking it's a moment are going to die in years to come. Like, why Why was I wearing platform Crocs around the place? Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Pew, pew, shots fired. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. I know, honestly, I'm going to have Croc wearers coming after me in in their thousands now. (laughs) I've seen people with like chain, like very... um, Balenciaga looking like chain Crocs um, and I've seen people wear like suits with them like obviously your runner your wait, um, what, wait, what's a chain Croc? Oh sorry you know like a Croc like with a gold chain across it <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Oh my god it needs to be seen um, <laughs> Oh my god I'm googling this as we speak one anyway Crocs Croc cha- like Croc chain detail or something um, I think they're so cute um, and their platform as well so they tick my box um, but yeah, I've seen people in suits wearing them. I've seen people wearing them with like oh cycling gosh. shorts and an oversized t-shirt. I think this is going to be like the the look of the summer. Oh, I see the the chain Crocs there now. Mm. They're kind of they're better than the normal ones, right? Yeah, I so, uh, yeah maybe so. Um, I do think you know as we kind of develop the fashion with the Crocs, you know, when people like kind of do reels with different outfits with the Crocs maybe I'll get on board maybe I'll start to see them in a different light but for now as I'm kind of getting introduced to them coming back into fashion I am a bit scared I'm a little bit nervous I won't lie um because I just I just don't I, I I'm not enjoying them right now not yet anyway so yeah that's that's certainly my rot I'm scared and you know what actually I must include here is that I do love an ugly shoe right now I'm wearing hideous kind of like fake Yeezy sliders that I got from Bershka so like I like an ugly like I like an ugly shoe I'm not against them um I have a pair of Balenciaga triple s's that I wear too they're hideous so I like an ugly shoe but I don't think I can get buying Crocs who knows though in time in time to come they might be a vibe um but to finish off um our little 
our little podcast team for this week. Um, I'm going to talk about a trend on TikTok that's pretty big this week. Each week I'm going to just talk about a trend that we're seeing on TikTok that's kind of going viral. And right now the trend on TikTok is people using Kourtney Kardashian's audio saying, my vibe right now is just living life. And they're putting it over pictures and videos of them out in beer gardens, which is breaking my heart, but also making me happy for the UK as they're returning to normality. Oh, that's so annoying. But that's, that's, I really like that. Um, I really like that audio idea. It's like that year where um, Kylie was like, this is the year I'm realizing things or something. And then like <laughs> everyone and their mom had that as a meme of like, you know, discovering, <laughs> discovering something and then just posting that meme up. I feel like Kardashians are just like endless evergreen, like meme, oh, meme they, givers. They are even like, you know, you're doing great, sweetie. Like you're doing yes. great, sweetie. It's just an iconic line for absolutely everything. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy for the UK that they're getting to go out and live their best lives again. It gives me hope that we will soon be following suit and doing the exact same thing. I've got that audio banked for the day that um, we can we can live our best lives just like them. So hopefully, fingers bloody crossed, it'll come before we know it. You'll see my Crocs before you see me in the beer garden, Denise. <laughs> I actually will. I'll be inundated, <laughs> surrounded by Crocs, like, and there's me in my little 2011 pumps. I'll be like... It'll be like a huge orange flare. And you're like, can anyone see that? Like, I, I can sense this, like, giant thing. And I'll just be like, dun, 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 dun. It, like, my, and the ground will be breaking and everything. And I'll be in my orange platform Crocs. You'll be in your orange platform for Forks Crocs. Forks! <laughs> Don't give them any more ideas. <laughs> and I'll be breaking out in a rash. You'll just see it all down the side of my neck. I'll be like, what's this? And it's yeah. coming onto my hand. And I don't have any scouts badges to put on. So I'll find some way to like blue tack my like, um, my like Summerhill Games um, <laughs> medals on. The medals I won for like in primary school really for like race. the 100 meters or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please do. Please do. You, know, <laughs> you never know. Like you could become like, I don't know, Insta-famous. Insta what? I'm, I'm losing all the ability to speak right now. You could become <laughs> Insta-famous and I'll be covering you in my, in my Instagram niche, you know, on this show. This is, this is what could happen. Yeah, I mean, we're four months in, so um, it, might, it might, it could come any day now. Any day. We're just, we're, we're going to sit and wait. going to sit and wait. <laughs> but anyway, that was episode one. We hope you absolutely loved it as much as we did. Sorry for getting so dark. Um <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> love. Um, we are so excited to continue with these episodes and bring you one every single week. Uh, 30 minutes of just a recap on everything that's going on in the celebrity world. And yeah, we'll have plenty of stellar staff joining us over the weeks to come. So you can really get introduced to all the names I'm sure you see in the magazine and online all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you like the podcast, of course, let us know. You can tag us at Stellar Magazine on Instagram. If you have any stories that you want us to talk about, um, message us and feel free to let us know how you're getting on. Yes, and please, please, please do rate the podcast as well. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't, please don't um, leave that section blank. Don't go near it. Um, so yeah, if you do, please do, because it absolutely helps with um, ratings and things like that. So if you loved it, do give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and we will see you next week for episode number two. I'll see you soon.